how is your outreach to get to people of influence that can help grow this and support this in such a way? Yeah, so we we get to people like Terry Bradshaw by doing what we do. You know, so for eight, nine years, just doing these sports camps, uh, getting invited to things like the Super Bowl and being a part of Radio Row. Um, I was able to sit, if you don't know the story of Rocky Blyer, uh, Rocky's one of the greats in NFL football, at least in my opinion, but great for so many other reasons than winning four Super Bowls with the Pittsburgh Steelers and being Franco Harris's main blocking back and running back. They got a thousand yards, all those kind of things. Rocky's a hero. He went to, he, he didn't decline his um, obligation to go to Vietnam and um, he wound up getting a grenade, got shot, was left for dead and was literally pulled out in the middle of the night and, and uh, rescued by an unknown soldier that he still doesn't know today. He says two big black hands grabbed him in the middle of the night, threw him over his shoulder and uh, and took him to safety. And it wasn't an easy trip. Um, a couple of guys had already tried to pull Rocky out of the jungle and they had to quit and try to go get help. And now here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. Hey, 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 it's a beautiful day. Another fine day and another fine episode on podcasting your global career. Do me a favor and send this show to someone who may need it, because after this episode, you will agree that this is a strong move to do so. It is a pleasure to kick off the year with this interview. Uh, this is a friend of mine who um, we became, um, I guess, connected about a year ago, and he's a fellow podcaster. He's also an author, a speaker, former college athlete. He's the director of Disability Dream and Do, which is the D3 Day Sports Camps, created in partnership with Dave Clark. He's also the co-author of this fabulous book called Pulling Each Other Along, which focuses on helping disability children and raising them up. So this is packed with insight and excitement and entertainment all rolled into one. It's my pleasure to introduce you to Doug J. Cornfield from Corning, New York. Doug, thanks for being here on podcasting your global career. The second time is definitely the charm. I think the uh, internet widgets have like rested their their cutting blades and leaving us alone for a little time. <laughs> I, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I think yeah. those widgets were on my end the last time, which I'm typically up to speed on the technology, especially for an old man like myself. But uh, the well, widgets you know, got me last time. Hey, uh, you know, hats off to you, man. You're you're plugging in to the wall to get your uh, you know, advanced copper connection, which nobody's doing these days. And that's the best way to do it, folks. Uh, as somebody who's a former telecom contractor, I could tell you. Um, let's talk about your brand, pulling each other along, uh, the collective and uh, the business in general and the organization in general. First of all, thank you so much for doing this. And uh, I have read your book. It's fascinating, pulling each other along. So why don't we start with that? Um, would you just share with us how you came to be in this space and the development of this uh, great um, project that you've put together? Yeah, so it's not something I sought out to do, James. It was one of those things that I believe 
whatever you want to call it, the winds, um, predestination, whatever, you know, whatever your, your definition of that all is. Uh, I think that's where I'm sitting right now. And I, I don't think I'd have been able to keep going without that kind of pull on my life. Um, but I have a son that was born with neither arm. I'll try to make this story short. Um, when he was just a baby before he was walking, I read a story about a man named Dave Clark, who is the only professional baseball player to ever play on crutches. And he's lived in the small town of Corning, New York, where I now reside. And when we were moving my family from Atlanta to New York is when I found out about his story. And as it would be, Dave's winds blew him back to New York and he was living here full time uh, and coaching uh, in baseball, but also um, scouting full time, I think for the San Diego Padres when I had just met him. And anyway, so we, we formed a friendship uh, over the years. I was able to meet him 23 years ago, almost with my son in my arms. And, and really I found out then a special connection that he has for people with limitations, some disabilities, some challenges, extra challenges, if you want to call them that. And he saw that in my son. And so we had him over for dinner um, he became a client of mine. And then before you know it, I, I left the financial world uh, to partner with him to promote his great story. But a big part of our focus became disability sports camps. So here I've got this incredible story to share to people that's inspirational about a, how a man who is basically polio stricken at 10 months old, never walked without crutches and braces, yet didn't let that stop him to even play professional baseball at the minor league level in this country, major league level in Sweden, but then to coach in the Olympics, coach for the Atlanta Braves, manage teams uh, that were championship teams at high levels. And so when I'm finding this out, you know, this is a story now that I get to bring and share to people and the pulling each other along is just a part of that. But the pulling each other along has become one of our main themes because of a story that I got brought into when Dave wrote a book about his life story, uh, the Dave Clark, the uh, diamond in the rough, the Dave Clark story, where he thanked people that pulled him along in his life. And so one of those was a little boy in first grade that Dave never forgot. His name is Ernie Pound, but Dave had all these anxieties built up about a field trip where he was walking five blocks away to the local fire hall. And so for the little boy in crutches and braces, this was a, this was a nightmare. He didn't even want to go to school. He tried to act sick. Day of the event comes, his mom knows he's not sick, so he's off to school. And he goes to the back of the line thinking this is going to be his absolute worst day of his life. And unknown to him, young Ernie Pound brought his radio flyer wagon to school that day to pull him. And so I'm a father with a child with major special needs, uh, neither arm developed. And when I'm reading that story, I get the goosebumps every time. And so where I come in is I was just simply helping Dave organize uh, book signings for his, his new book that had come out now years ago. And I found Ernie and they hadn't seen each other since first grade. And Ernie wound up coming to the event, not because he remembered Dave, but because he remembered the wagon and unknown to Dave, he puts a book underneath Dave's nose and says, sign this one to Ernie pound. And so that little bitty act of kindness, we're still talking about 55, 60 years later. And we started sharing that story at keynotes. Uh, we created an award called the pulling each other along award that we give out at our disability dream and do sports camps. And then we started, we wrote a book called Pulling Each Other Along. And now we have a podcast called Pulling Each Other Along. And we even have a group of people that are now joining together, business people, entrepreneurs, um, some other great nonprofit organizations 
to come together to help pull each other along. And that's called the pulling each other along collective. So that's about as short as I can do it, James. Yeah, it was really, really good. Uh, what is your son's name? His, his name is Gideon, which there's a whole story behind that name. We had homeschooled our kids for a big portion of their, I have seven kids, he's number five. And we did a name study on names. And the crazy thing that we found out, because Gideon wasn't, he was two months early. So we hadn't even thought about names at that point. Yeah. And my wife said she wanted to name him Gideon. And then, and then his middle name is Richard, which is my father's name. And so when we found out the meaning, the meaning of Gideon, it had, you know, warrior, all these kind of different meanings to him. But one of the meaning meanings of his name, Gideon is like man with stumps in place of arm and hands. Wow. And you guys didn't <laughs> so know we that. had no idea. Yeah. So that wow. was just one of those things was like, like uh, how is this possible? Yes. Yeah. How you old know, is he so now? He is 24. You're putting the test. Uh, so he's 24 years old. Uh, he's been a big part of our organization, promoting us um, through his young life. He was a big part of our fundraising. Um, he's done some speaking for us as well. And, uh, you know, just an amazing young man that's, you know, like most young men is trying to figure out his next path or, um, you know, his next way. But he hasn't let his limitations hold him back. Yeah, this must be uh, this whole story must be so inspirational for him and and also give him a a special place that, um, you know, he feels like he belongs and he's a, he's a major contributor to what you guys are doing. No. Yes, he, he has been, you know, and, and he's trying to figure out what he wants to do next in business. And it, it, it potentially could be working with us, but it's, it also could be something completely different. He's got some other desires. He's a big history buff. Um, so I'm, I'm actually trying to, hey, hey get him, you know, you, have, you know, all this stuff about history. If you talk about something, he's going to give you a history nugget. And uh, I've actually talked to him about doing some more stuff on YouTube, um, doing a possible a, a future podcast. But he's, he's, he's at that point where he's trying to figure that out. Yeah. A possible history teacher on YouTube. That'd be awesome. Um, tell us also about, now you have some uh, major sports people helping support this organization. I know Terry Bradshaw. Um, can you talk about how you guys got connected? Um, was it just through the story? Did somebody know somebody? Did Terry come along and say, hey, I, I, I feel passionate about this? Um, I guess I want to know that. And also how is your outreach to get to people of influence that can help grow this and support this in such a way. Yeah. So we, we get to people like Terry Bradshaw by doing what we do, you know, so for eight, nine years, just doing these sports camps, uh, getting invited to things like the Super Bowl and being a part of radio row. Um, I was able to sit, if you don't know the story of Rocky Blyer, uh, Rocky's one of the greats in NFL football, at least in my opinion, but great for so many other reasons than winning four Super Bowls with the Pittsburgh Steelers and being Franco Harris's main blocking back and running back that got a thousand yards, all those kind of things. Rocky's a hero. He went to he he didn't decline his um, obligation to go to Vietnam, and um, he wound up getting a grenade, got shot, was left for dead, and was literally pulled out in the middle of the night and, and uh, rescued by an unknown soldier that he still doesn't know today. He says two big black hands grabbed him in the middle of the night, threw him over his shoulder and, uh, and took him to safety. And it wasn't an easy trip. Um, a couple of guys had already tried to pull Rocky out of the jungle and they had to quit and try to go get help. You know, and I read so that Rocky's, in the book. That was amazing. What a yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, there was a made for television movie back in 1980, you know, the Rocky Blyer story. And so I knew about Rocky my whole life. But uh, to get to sit beside him, literally face to face for 
two a day and a half at the Super Bowl and really get to meet him. Um, if I was going to pick five people I would want to meet like that, he would have probably been one of them. You know, somebody in the disability community, an athlete, high level, great story, but he's also a great person. And so he he agreed to be a part of our book. We we kind of co-wrote that story together, that chapter. And then um, when we were thinking about who to get involved in the as to write the forward, he was able to reach out to Terry's family and and uh, get Terry to agree to that. So that that's how those things happen. They just, just they happen by doing, yeah, telling your story and telling it again and telling it again and meeting other people and meeting new people. And so that's how we've met a lot of our folks, you know, just by doing. Yeah. What is the uh, best part of your day, Doug, when you're doing this kind of work? and you're specifically involved in this particular project, what's the best part of your day? So, I mean, I do so many things. So the best part of my day would be when we actually do a a camp. You know, when I'm running a camp and I've got 80 to 100, 120, you know, upwards of 120 families and children and young adults with all different situations on the field. And then really the best part of my day is after it's over and I get to see all the pictures. Yeah. That's that's when I get to experience the camp because during the camp I'm running it I'm telling people where to go people are coming up asking me questions uh, and we have a flow to our disability dream do sports camps that really works well but still at the end of the day I don't get to experience it like other people I get to experience it when I get to see all the pictures that come my way and and I bet you I have at least a million pictures now somewhere on my computers and storages of all of the different events that we've done so if I was going to say that that's that's what keeps me going. But on the business end, we have to fund these things. We don't we don't yeah. charge. We we charge zero and getting sponsors is not the easiest thing in the world. There's not a lot of ROI for putting a logo on the back of a shirt and on the on our signs and those kind of things. And so we've we've done our own business, speaking events, our own products. Um, now the podcast is a huge part of what I do. And so what I do is I share the story of what we do. And then I'm collectively bringing people together to be a part of that. And that's really my mission right now. That's a big pivot for us in this last year, uh, using the podcast to meet people, bring great people, share their stories. But then when it's appropriate, also taking the opportunity to say, hey, do you want to be a part of what we're doing? And giving them that opportunity, but creating a means for them to hopefully create a return on that investment as well. Yeah, we also need to fund your storage drive for your million pictures too. I can imagine <laughs> your storage drive is blowing up. I got Dropbox, I got iCloud, you know. <laughs> you know, and it's funny, those are the things, the expenses that people don't realize. Yeah. You know, my web development, uh, of course, our travel. They think, oh, you're just putting on this little camp for people or whatever. I'm like, oh, no, you don't know. I've got to fly to these places. I got to make sure wheelchairs can get on and off and where the bathrooms are. And you can't do that on a Zoom meeting. Yeah, that's just not the way it works. And so and we've done camps from Florida, Connecticut, North Carolina, Tennessee, upstate New York here, downstate New York. You know, so the whole the whole plethora of what has to happen is so much more than just showing up and giving out some T-shirts and hats and putting kids on the field. Yeah, it's it's really amazing what you guys have done, um, both your efforts and collectively being able to pull all these people in and collectively pull each other along. So kudos to you. Um, Best place for people to connect to you, Doug, and the organization, where would you like to send people to reach out and support this? Yeah. Yeah, So currently the pullingeachotherlong.com page, 
And uh, we, if they're interested in being a part of our collective, it's, it's not a low ticket item, but it's also not a super high ticket uh, to be a part of this. And we're committed to helping business people, entrepreneurs, even some nonprofits to be a part of this, to network and create uh, ROI. But they also get some really special things from us. One is they get an online, uh, whatever you want to call it, an event, a webinar, or whatever your terminology is uh, with Dave Clark and I, uh, to share our stories, which are many, especially when you go to the Dave Clark side. I mean, just imagine being five foot two and being scorned for playing professional baseball. Uh, he's got the stories. He was a front runner in all of this before it was popular. Yeah. And so you get to hear his immense stories, um, that, that are so meaningful and people connect with that. And so we're offering an online seminar for marketing purposes for our people that come and part of the collective, but then the are all collectively sponsoring all of the events that we do, hopefully year after year as we build this team. Um, and then they're becoming, they get on our podcast, which as you well know, our podcast is now a top 1% podcast. Uh, we're getting notoriety, we're getting the downloads. So we're able to promote um, our collective members in that way. And so, and, and we have other things that we're doing as well, monthly meetings to connect. And so with that, we um, will be able to expand their marketing dollars at the same time be a great support for what Dave Clark and I have another Dave, Dave Stevens and other folks that are involved that will be pulling all of these families along and creating memories for them and creating a, a, an event that explores their potential. That's really what we're about. Yeah. And for you folks who uh, don't know what the pantheon.fm is, that is the, um, uh, group that uh, both Doug and I are members of that is the considered the 1% podcasters, meaning uh, there's only there's like 4.5 uh, million podcasts out there, but only about 20,000 are really relevant, who, which means they put out regular good content every week after week after week. And that's what we're fortunate enough to do for you folks. So you're in good hands um, if you join Dave's organization, um, there's a lot of benefits, a lot of side benefits that we didn't even discuss here. So uh, I want to, I'm Doug, I want to thank you so much for being a part of podcasting your global career. And I want to wish all of God's blessings on you, your family and your career, and also pulling each other along and especially Gideon. Thank you. Thank you, James. Thanks for having me. And you know, I, I look forward to the day when we have a song uh, regarding pulling each other along or a pound of kindness or disability dream and do however that song works out it all fits together for us and and uh we we just look forward to working together with you in the in the future as well hey if you guys like what's going on here please leave a great review in the apple podcasts i've left a simple review process in the show notes and we'd really appreciate it and also don't be shy forward this to your best friend because you know they need it hey if you need some coaching hit up the link in the show notes it's calendly.com forward slash dharmic and you can take a little chance with me, and I'll get you on your way. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time, when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials, or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Ride on, ride on, we can untangle all the mystery. If wishes were windows, I'd open one and find That freedom is really a simple state of mind
Take 